What tools are you using to make sure your ads are landing? That's what we're talking about today on Sounds Profitable with me, Brian Barletta. And me, Ariel Nissenblatt. This episode is brought to you by Podsites, podcast and streaming audio attribution, all in one place. Podsites. Go to podsites.com for more information. Brian, what's up in Texas? Not much. It's surprisingly cooler, uh, which is nice, but I've stubbornly decided not to wear shorts anymore. uh, And that has bitten me in the butt at least three times this week. How about you? What's going on in New York? It's great. I just came back from She Podcast, which was in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I just, I really love dry heat. So now that I'm back in New York, grateful that it's not freezing yet, but it's always great to get away. And uh, She Podcast was awesome. Next up is Podfest Origins for me. I'm going to Tampa. Never been. Very excited. Very cool. Yeah, that sounds great. I think for me, it's going to be a little bit, but I'll definitely be at Podcast Movement Evolution in March. Love it. Can't wait. I, we've never met in person, have we? I don't think we have. Well, we'll meet there. <laughs> That's so funny. I wonder how many other podcast duos yeah. uh, we're going to meet in person sometime in early 2022. There should be like a fun speed dating type thing for these people <laughs> who know each other really well. They're online personalities. But how does that differ from the in-person, you know? Oh, time for a game show. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, we have a really fun episode today. We're going to be talking about podcast attribution. And I would like to do some term definition with you before we get started. How does that sound? That sounds great. Okay. So first of all, what is podcast attribution? So attribution overall really focuses on being able to tie the exposure to an ad, the one, so what we're listening to in a podcast, to a desired event uh, that the ad is supposed to drive towards. So in most situations in this type of direct-to-consumer advertising, it's buying a product. So hearing an ad and then knowing that the person went to the website and bought a product. I'm an example person. So if you could just walk me through a hypothetical, that would be lovely. Heck yeah. So you hear uh, an ad for a mattress. How unique in podcasting. And uh, and you're listening to it on your podcast or the, the download happened at your home. And it's able to identify your home IP address. From there, in the next couple of weeks, in your home, on your phone or on your computer, you decide to go buy that mattress. And so it's able to say that this household was exposed to the ad, and then this household eventually purchased the pod, uh, eventually purchased the mattress, and tie that all together. Now we don't get a complete picture in podcasting because not every IP address can be resolved to a household. We have cellular, we have business, so a lot of attribution in podcasting specifically is based on lift or growth over a baseline of what we can measure and what we can statistically apply to the entirety of that listenership. You can see how it gets complicated pretty easily. My next question is, what are Lyft reports? You and Megan, who we're about to hear from, talk a bit about Lyft reports. So I feel like that's a good term to get out there. Absolutely. So Lyft report is is that mindset that we're not able to capture everything. So we're going to be taking a baseline of listenership, right? Whether uh, there's so many different methodologies for it, whether it's about the site, whether it's about the audience, whether it's about the type of listener, uh, which Podside says with podcasts, specifically podcast listeners, and say, this is the baseline of people that the campaign would resonate with. And then they also separately take the people that were exposed to the campaign. And the goal of a lift report is to show, comparing the two, how does that baseline listenership versus the actual exposed differ? And ideally, the exposed user should be performing higher, should be converting more, and which shows you that this campaign was effective at driving people to make a purchase. My next question 
is something that I've been wondering for a while, and I wonder if other listeners have been wondering the same. I noticed that both in the Sounds Profitable newsletter and podcast, you and a lot of your guest writers will refer to podcasters as publishers, what I think of as po- as podcasters as publishers. Why is that a thing in the podcast ad tech space? I think in ad tech in general, we talk about publishers because the unit is right the the creator, the company, the organization. We have so many terms that are really tough in podcasting because they overlap, right? A podcaster, me and you are podcasters, right? And a podcast could be the business entity or it could be the the show. And same with host. There's just so many words that overlap, right? Are we the host or is it megaphone that's the host? Right. So I think publisher really defines that unit of the inventory that's going to run the the ad to drive effectiveness. Great. I think that's very helpful because in the interview that you're about to hear, folks, Megan and Brian refer to what I think of as podcasters as publishers. Of course, we know that there's some overlap. So just so you know, the more you know. Next, I would love to know, how did you get in touch with Megan Johnson at Podsites? So I have had a chance to talk to Megan o- over her career. She's been working in a lot of different places that we've we've bumped into each other a little bit. I believe we've spoken at NPR, she was at Charitable, and now recently she's at Podsites. And Megan uh, was put in touch with me as the expert on the advisor product because the Podsites team is really staffing up and it's really neat. Instead of just having a few key people that are handling everything, they're really starting to divide and, and set people in charge of different areas. And Megan is that person for advisor. So when I reached out and said, hey, this would be really great to talk about and extend on my article all about audience insights and and how valuable that is. You know, the Podsites team introduced me to Megan or reintroduced me to Megan. It was really awesome to start speaking with her about this. So last week, Podsites put out a press release that they released a new tool called Advisor. And that's what you and Megan are going to talk about in just a moment. So I thought I would read a bit from that article. Advisor is Podsites' latest tool designed to help advertisers uncover the hidden gems in podcast advertising. We've heard time and time again from advertisers who are new to the podcast space. They ask the question, what show should I buy? And Advisor will help answer just that. So I think with that context, why don't we get into your chat with Megan? Awesome. I'm excited for all of you to listen to my interview with Megan Johnson, Director of Partnerships at Podsites. Hit the tape. Megan, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about Audience Insights. Thanks, Brian, for having me. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, Audience Insights is is something I had a chance to cover a little while ago, and, and I think it's so valuable, and I love it. And Podsites is so well known for attribution and lift reports and, and really that type of tool. Podsites has a new tool covering Audience Insights. When did that happen? Why did that happen? So we released Audience Insights to our publisher partners um, earlier this year. You know, we want to equip our partners with more data about their listeners. So we partnered with two of the biggest Audience Insights providers in the space at large, Nielsen and Experian. So this was, you know, helping publishers figure out who's listening to their audience, demographics, understanding occupation data, purchase intent. So we think it's really valuable for publishers to have that data um, which, you know, in turn can help them uh, create better content. I, I think that's super smart. And it's really interesting because pod sites, when I think about it, right, like an audience insights, when I portrayed it was about selling ads. And what I thought was really neat is the first step forward that pod sites took with this is about improving your content and like learning about your audience to do that. Right. So that's now 
Podsites is traditionally a company that focuses on advertisers. Well, this is a, a new focus, right, on the publisher side, right? Yes. So this is a tool for publishers and, you know, our publishers are able to take advantage of a, a handful of different tools with attribution so that they can, you know, empower their advertisers to have data about the performance of those ads, as well as understanding their marketing campaigns are their marketing strategies to, you know, build their audience working for them. So, you know, our, our focus that we're kind of pivoting towards now is like, what additional value can we drive for advertisers coming into the space? So we have uh, some new tools in the works uh, to help advertisers, you know, even better scale their their investment in podcasting and ultimately just help the space broadly. Yeah, and that's where we, we definitely align, because the whole goal here is to make it as easy as possible for people to create content, represent their content, and then attract advertisers. And so the, the approach that you took was publishers first and then advertisers second. And the, the tool, I believe it's called Advisor, really focuses on that. I like the data approach, right? We... We know in podcasting that we do so much off of IP address and there are some great partners. So what made you pick the, the two partners that you ended up going with? Admittedly, they're, uh, they're, they're big players in the space. I wish I could say I sat in on those meetings to, to pick the partners. <laughs> Wasn't me, but we have the brilliant experts on our team who did uh, help pick those partners. You know, in, in the radio landscape, you know, I have background in podcast and radio and digital. Nielsen was a, was a big partner. So we're really excited that, you know, this granularity that we can, um, that we've had in other channels, we can really translate to podcasting now. So as you said, you know, publishers can understand their audience, which in turn can drive better content. We can also, you know, provide more insights to advertisers to understand performance. And as you mentioned, Advisor, we're super excited about because um, this will help advertisers really, you know, think about a 360 approach to planning their their media buys um, with insights on the pre-planning side before the campaigns even launch. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny, all these different tools, there's so many different options for everything, right? Like audience insights as a category, I think needs to exist in, in podcasting. And we're going to see it pop up with so many different partners out there, right? Chartable has a version of it as well. Megaphone has a version that they're releasing too. It's neat, and I think it's valuable as a category for ad tech to expand into. The thing that people tend to get caught up on when we talk about the data partners is there's, there's no right answer, right? Like nobody's going to give you 100% accurate match on everything. You know, what you said there, Megan, was that, you know, your team and you have data scientists on your team and really smart engineers. I've had the luxury of working with a few of them. Mike was awesome. Oh, yeah. And, and picking that data and determining how you work with it, right? How do you represent it appropriately? How do you show it directionally and not try and simply say like this actual, like this one person did this one action and we track that one-to-one. -one. It's saying, how do we look at it holistically? Mm -hmm. How do we take into account the mismatch rate or the lack of accuracy on certain things, filter that out and still find and float up that really valuable data. I, I think that's one of Podsite's really big strong suits, right? Like taking that, what is it like data modeling mm -hmm. instead of the focus on granularity, right? So yeah. and you you said you have a background in in podcasting and radio. Yeah. With these changes that we're seeing in advertising in general and like the digital space and and whatnot, like how well do you feel? Like how confident do you feel about the positioning of of being ahead of the curve data modeling wise with pod sites? Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're really leading the charge, and you know, 
we, we sort of established ourselves as the leader in podcast attribution in the, the early days, which uh, 2018 is when we were started. So you can believe it's only been three yeah, years. Way, way back in way 2018. Back when. Uh, yeah, I remember being a seller. I was on at NPR and Podsite sort of revolutionized the way that we could sell podcast advertising. So that was a really exciting offering for, for brands. Um, I know advertisers were just excited to be able to get granularity on their podcast uh, campaigns. Uh, they're so used to that as marketers to, you know, getting that with display and with social advertising. Yep. There's a clickable banner, a unit that they can actually see if someone clicked on it. So, you know, of course, with attribution, pixel-based attribution, um, that sort of opened up a whole new space for, for the channel, which was exciting. I think that it's really important that we start making prescriptive suggestions for clients in this space. Mm -hmm. I would love to tell you that when, when Podsites put out the first like really good quarterly report, like the 35 pages that I read through all of it and I had smart thoughts about it, I didn't. It was overwhelming. It was like a fire hose. But I think Podsites as a team has learned to just tell people what they're supposed to take from it because you get two responses. One, I disagree with it and, and I can read the data differently. Or two, this is fantastic and your data backs it up. So there's more than just those base demographics in there. There's like intent to purchase. Mm -hmm. What one excites you? Like what, what's, a, what's a view in advisor that like you thought was a really cool way to represent inventory, represent a publisher? You know, I think purchase intent is definitely a really interesting one because I, I think that opens the door for, you know, advertisers to understand that podcast listeners are in the market to buy their product. You know, so we can give them visibility into, you know, a handful of different industries, CPG, travel, finance, you know, automakers, um, and help them understand, like, is there an opportunity to put your message in podcasting where we know there are, you know, listeners who, who want to hear it and who will be receptive to it. They trust the medium. They trust the host. You know, it's just a great channel to be a part of. And, you know, now we can show them that, you know, there are listeners there who, who want to buy your product. Yeah. I, I'm just so excited about audience insights because it's a two pronged approach, right? Because one is an, an advertiser who's savvy enough can log into these tools and search for what they want. And then the other is a publisher who knows their inventory well enough can use this and surveys and other things to make a sales sheet that says, this is why you should be buying all of my inventory. This is why you shouldn't be nitpicking out pieces of it, but this is why we're a perfect match to work together. And that approach is really how we grow the space because then it doesn't just mean that this tool only becomes used or this type of purchasing only happens if Podsites sells it to an advertiser. It means publishers are motivated to get around a channel or a concept and a standard that is audience insights. Most definitely. You know, something interesting that we're doing with an advisor too is, you know, we're helping match advertisers with podcasts we think will be a good fit and perform well for them. So one of the ways that, you know, one of the scoring indexes that we're using to, to create this is, is audience segments. So the question is, you know, does the podcast audience uh, demographics, you know, the listener profile of, of the podcast listener look like the brand's visitors? So that's something we're, we're, we're considering, you know, the brand, people who go to this brand's website, yeah. um, are they also listening you know, to that podcast? That's, that's such a cool way to look at it. So let's nerd out about the tech there for a second. Because your pixel is on the website of the brand, you're able to identify the, the people who go to that website. And you're able to see holistically, because you represent the brand in that way, where mm -hmm. their listeners are in podcasting or how Correct. their demographics match to demographics of podcasting. And that's very cool so that they can either find places that they're doing well and get a bigger foothold 
or they can find places that they're not in yet that match and just it become a sure bet. Like this makes the friction of entering podcast advertising that much easier, right? Like it, it reduces yeah. that friction. Yeah. I mean, we hear that a lot from marketers too, is, you know, it's, they believe in the channel, they're sold in, but getting started is difficult. Uh, yeah. You know, finding podcasts that will be a fit for their audience um, is a big challenge. Also just it's, time consuming to do a lot of that planning and research and RFPing, you know, hundreds of podcast networks or podcasters. So, you know, we want to help the publishers be presented, uh, you know, to brands that are going to, you know, work well for them too. I, I'm a big fan of that. Do you think yeah. that we'll see some of this data and other like third-party platforms? Like, is there plans to collaborate and get this like more built into like a programmatic solution or anything? Ooh, good question. I don't know, but, uh, I like where you're thinking. Yeah. Well, programmatic partners, <laughs> listen to this, contact Megan and just make the pitch because I think it's a great idea because the collaboration is valuable. One, I, I did a, an episode on uh, surveys at one point. And what I liked about it was that like Edison research is offering a templated survey that you can just take into yourself or you can pay for them to do it. And it's a great price when they do it. You get the Edison seal of approval on there when you use advisor from pod sites or use any other audience insights tool, you're getting the seal of approval from that vetted third party, right? This is stuff that, that adds value. Third party validation to things is critical. I, it is super cool mm -hmm. that there are solutions that are building their own attribution and their own pipeline, but at a certain point you, you have to ask like, how fair is it to grade your own homework? So it is very cool to see pod sites growth outside of just attribution. And I think back fondly to Sean's email or, or blog posts about how, like why pod sites went for funding. And like, this is a very clear reason to go for funding, like to, to build and expand into areas that are adjacent, but need a dedicated person like yourself for it. Most definitely, you know, yeah, we, we see ourselves as, you know, helping to be this like 360 approach and really help like folks who want to get into the space, be able to like test and validate and plan with confidence. You know, I think this is a real challenge we're hearing about. So that's why we started Advisor. Uh, you know, that's why this whole tool was built. You know, we want the, the, the research and the planning that goes into building successful campaigns easier and also, you know, data driven, more intelligent for, for marketers. Yeah, I think it's a neat tool. I think Audience Insights is a category that's going to become a big staple in podcasting. And I think that everybody should check out, you know, definitely the Putsets Advisor check out what Chartable is offering, what Megaphone, and keep your ear out for it because we're going to hear it. It's going to keep coming. But I'm a big fan of the presentation that you have. I've had a chance to see some of the screenshots and early demos of it, and I'm excited to dig in more. And I like the fact that there is dedicated growth on both sides, the publisher and the advertiser, because that's what makes this sticky. And that's, that is not easy for a company to do, to spend actual time bringing both people into one platform and making that one platform work for both sides of it. So Kudos to to all of you at Podsites, and and thank you for coming on and talking about all this. Yeah, thank you, Brian. It's a yeah. pleasure. I do want to end with my favorite question: What podcast are you listening to right now? Oh, great question. I think one of my favorites right now is uh, Las Culturistas. Yeah, it's, uh, Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang. Bowen Yang's on SNL, so I, he's he's hilarious and amazing. And so when I found out he had his own podcast, um, I've definitely been digging that one lately. I'll have to check that out. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. Have a good one. Brian, what a lovely interview that was. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, it was really fun talking to Megan about that. So here is my big 
takeaway, and then we'll get to my smaller takeaways. Podsites wants to help publishers get better data for their audiences so that they can make content decisions. And for me, this harkened back to an article written for Sounds Profitable by Stu Redwine. We'll link to it in the description of this episode that talks about how ads are content. Yeah. I, I super agree with that. I think that we have such an opportunity to remember that, like, there are so many disparate parts of the podcast cycle, right? We have the creators, we have the editors, and then we have, like, the the business side, right? Account managers and ad ops people. When you take the ad completely out and it is the responsibility of the accounts and ad ops people, you're missing out on the fact that the people producing it, the content and the people editing it didn't have a chance to be involved in it. So the more we can pull all that together and the more that we can make ads content that you want to listen through, right? Not like a commercial break where it's a visual cue in TV, but acknowledge that it's one stream. There's no cue. I think that that's how we win with better quality of ads. Yeah. And I think Megan also made mention of this, that when publishers are aware of the ads that are resonating with their audience, they have more of a sense of who their audience is and they can tailor their content based on that. So they know that if they're responding to pixels on mattress websites, for example, they know that they're probably homeowners or at least they sleep in beds and therefore they can do things with that with that information. I, I think that that's that's true, too. And it helps you figure out as a, as a publisher, like what advertisers to go after uh, that that it would resonate with or what type of content to build around. Yeah. My next takeaway is that while pod sites traditionally has focused on advertisers, there's now a move towards focusing on publishers or AKA podcasters. If you remember from the top of the episode, <laughs> <laughs> yep. do you, Brian, think that this is indicative of a larger trend in podcasting, which is not just focusing on one side of the equation, but focusing on both. I think that we need to continue to focus on advertisers to bring them into the space, but we need strong tools for publishers to stand their ground on how they want to represent themselves. I uh, had the pleasure of presenting at the IAB Audio Committee with uh, Juleka um, from LWC Studios, and I love how adamant she is at explaining that their podcast is niche, they have amazing audience engagement, and they go about it a certain way. They use data differently than others, and they can say, this is how we go about it because we know our audience inside and out. And they get to remove themselves from 90% of the equation, and advertisers will work with them directly because they have that mastery. But for a lot of other publishers, we need to make that cycle easy. We need the advertisers to come into the space and, and really focus on making them feel comfortable it's a hard balance, but I'm very happy to see more publisher tools that teach these publishers that they can go from just being a podcaster to being a publisher or established publishers can say, I don't like the standard flow, but I need to give my advertisers more to be treated separately from that flow. Yes. Sometimes I don't have something to respond. <laughs> I just want to acknowledge that I heard you. <laughs> um, okay. So my next question that I pulled from the interview that you just shared with Megan is, if podcasters don't use pod sites or similar tools, how do they know if their podcast advertising is working? And of course, this goes back to having a, a, a slash link at the end of, you know, saying, hey, if you want if you want to support our advertisers, that would support us. You can go to savagelove.com slash Casper. Or something like that. And then they can kind of track how many people are going to slash Casper 
or whatever it is. And maybe if you make the code more specific, it's even more obvious what's happening. But beyond that, how are people staying aware of how their ads are doing? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of management that goes into promo codes and URLs. There's a lot of manual nature of gathering that data um, and lack of visibility for all parties. I'm always going to be partial to tracking tags or tracking URLs because you set them up and they're handled by a third party that's neutral in that. Um, and so that's, you know, that's a service that PodSites provides, uh, Claritas, Chartable. There's so many partners out there that are growing it and expanding into the podcast space to really say like, hey, we have a solution that will allow everybody to do this and to be vetted by a third party. And so I think that's really smart if you're on a hosting platform that has dynamic ad insertion and the ability to add these pixels in, which if you're listening to Sounds Profitable, I hope you are using that. Another thing that I got out of your interview was that you, Brian Barletta, do you have a middle name, by the way? Mario. Really? Yeah. Brian Mario, Mario Barletta, yeah. you, uh -huh. are, you are pumped about audience insights. Why? Number one, because advertisers can on their own log in and search for what they want. And number two, because publishers who know their inventory can use all of this to make a sales sheet to pitch you as to why you should buy my inventory and why we're a great match. And that just gives a lot of people a lot of different options and flexibility. Yeah, you nailed that completely. Okay, that good. Makes I'm so me, glad. It's, that makes me so happy. We need more tools that are accessible. We need things that you can just print out. I would love to say that everybody opens every link and every PDF attached in an email. But I'll tell you, there's a power to putting a one-sheet image directly into an email when you're pitching someone. And it just gets that whole point across. And I think that this is what this is leading to. Right. This puts all the power in the hands of the publisher representing themselves, and it gives all the tools to the advertiser to go explore it themselves. And of course, there are a lot of tools doing this, but we're talking about advisor here today. Yeah, I, I, I'm really proud to say that like we're seeing this expansion on here. Megaphone has a product like this in some stage of development. Uh, Chartable has a project like uh, product like this as well, and Podsites does too. Um, so that's three major players in the space that are focusing on audience insights, and I think we'll see more of it very, very soon. Right, Chartable just announced that today on the day of our recording. I really liked hearing that Podsites is helping to match publishers with brands that might be a good fit for them. It kind of feels like the grown-up version of Podcorn. I, I think that we're going to see how that evolves, right? I think that that takes a lot of effort. Uh, you know, Podcorn does a really good job at doing the matchmaking, and Podsites is doing a really good job right now of really working hard to get that data in a place where both sides can access it. We'll see the evolution of that matchmaking. We'll see how successful that is there and if they continue to put effort into it. Yeah, it also makes it a lot easier for brands who might be skeptical about spending money in the podcast space to get in because the data's there. They just need to synthesize it. And they can do that via, like what we said, the website pixels that comes through on the one sheet data that they're given through these programs. Yep. Here's how I want to share my last takeaway of today. It's obviously zooming out a bit and talking about how this conversation, your conversation with Megan from Podsites impacts the overall podcast space. So the technology that Podsites is pioneering will help with transparency for advertisers and with publishers. I think transparency is great in almost all aspects of life, but why is this why is this great for podcasting? It's it's tough, right? With podcasting, everything is server side. And so there there's less risk of fraud, 
right? There's so many partners in this space that are IAB certified or follow that standard or proven themselves outside of that standard, which I really want to commend PodSites. They're not IAB certified, but that has not slowed their growth in any way, and they've proven immensely their value. Third-party validation comes from a world of ad tech where everything needs to fire on the listener's device. There's a bit of a detachment from what's happening at the ad server and how that's resolving on uh, for the, the the person viewing it, the person hearing it. Podcasting doesn't have that risk the same way, but companies, ad buyers, are used to third-party validation, and that's not wrong. It's not wrong to say, well, I am buying with a publisher. I would like to come to the table with my own verification partner, and that's how I want to bill off of, or that's how I determine success, because that means that the buyers are motivated to pick a partner that can measure accurately in podcasting, and publishers are motivated to learn how all of these work and really make sure that they can drive success across all of them. I'm just a big fan of brands, advertisers getting into the podcast space. So overall, this conversation was awesome. I think if you are a podcaster and you sense that there's a brand out there that would be an ideal advertising partner for you, reach out to them. You have this data or you can easily get this data and you can convince somebody to come and pay some money to be on your show. Not just because you want the money, that's great, but also because it'll be valuable for them. They're going to reach people that make sense. I completely agree. And I, I really hope everybody checks out any of these tools. Any audience insights tool is going to absolutely move the needle forward for you. And outside of Megaphone, which requires hosting, either pod sites or Chartable are things that you can add as a prefix pixel, which you probably should start evaluating working with them anyways. And you can turn on, try it out for a month or two, see the value in it, and really figure out how it fits into your flow. That's what I've got for this week, Brian. Again, thank you for sharing your interview with Megan Johnson from PodSites. And we'll catch you next week. Before we do that, I do want to ask you one thing. Yeah. Do you feel like you're learning more about podcast ad tech? I do. Um, I will say it's difficult stuff. And I think I said this a few episodes ago. It's okay to have to listen through twice. And it is definitely okay to pull up the transcript and read through it. Because I think all of this is really important stuff that can help all podcasters, whether you're big, whether you're small, whether you're on the advertising side or on the publisher side. I think this is all super helpful. And I think the biggest misconception for me before I started on this journey of actively learning about it was, oh, it's called podcast ad tech. I don't care about that. Why does that matter for me? It does matter. It really does. So if if you take anything away from this conversation, know that while some things might kind of go over your head, Keep at it and it will help you and you can apply all of these lessons to the growth of your show. And you'll remember it and come back to it. Hell yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to see that because you're, the questions you're asking are spot on and it really shows that this is going in the right direction. So thank you for being my co-host on this. Yeah. And uh, listeners, if you were previously confused and I have helped you even in the slightest bit, please let me know. A few of you have reached out to me, but I'd love to hear from more of you. Before we wrap up, Here's what's happening this week in the world of podcasting with James Cridland at Pod News. If you want to connect or have questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us on social media at Sounds Prof News, at Brian Barletta, or at Ari This and That on Twitter, podcast at soundsprofitable.com for email. Or you can reach out to us via the Yappa link in the show's description. This show is recorded with Squadcast. We do all of our recording at Sounds Profitable with Squadcast, from our audio for the podcast to our deep dive videos. We love it because it allows us to do the screen shares 
and everybody's video in high def and allow us to give that awesome experience to make sure that you feel like you're right there. So check out more about Squadcast at squadcast.fm and sign up for a free account. If you haven't already, check out our private feed hosted on Supercast for access to narrated articles and early drops of the interview episodes. You can check the link in the episode description. And don't forget, we now have it in Spanish. Thank you to Evo Terra and Ian Powell for their help on this episode.